do this. Let's talk about talk. Hey there. I'm Dr. Andrea Wojnicki. You can call me Andrea. Thanks for listening to Talk About Talk. This is where we learn and talk about all things communication. Because when we communicate effectively, we can be a better friend, manager, coworker, and parent. Have you had a chance to listen to last week's episode, number 25, on building resilience? If you haven't yet, I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode before you listen to this one. For the first time, we're running a three-episode series. The topic is self-talk. Last week, I interviewed the inspiring Tosca Reno about resilience. Today, for episode number 26, I'm going to summarize for you the research that I uncovered about self-talk so we can all optimize our inner voice. And then in the next episode in the self-talk series, episode number 27, Tosca Reno will be back with us and you'll hear her take on positive self-talk and the three E's of wellness. After listening to today's episode, you'll walk away with five specific mindsets that we all should seek in our self-talk and also five things we can do right now to improve our self-talk. I did a lot of reading for this episode, particularly since it's outside the scope of my academic research focus. So, I learned a lot, and I'm really excited to share this with you. As always, though, you do not need to take notes. Why not? Well, because that's my job. All the notes, the summary, the transcript, the references, they're all in the show notes at talkabouttalk.com under the podcast tab. So all you need to do is sit back and listen. You're welcome. Okay, let's do this. What is self-talk? Do you know the definition? Well, some people use the term inner voice as a synonym for self-talk, or they might refer to that little voice inside your head. It's what you're thinking and what you're saying to yourself. Self-talk can be in your head. It can be out loud or it can be written. Like writing in a diary or a journal, that is certainly self-talk. You'll hear Tosca talk about journaling in the next episode when she shares some of her strategies for positive self-talk. Journaling is one of the rituals that she tries to follow every morning. Self-talk is happening all the time, whether or not you're conscious of it, mindful of it, or working to improve it. For our purposes here, we're focusing on self-talk as communication to ourselves and about ourselves. Got that? To ourselves and about ourselves. Self-talk can be focused on the past, the present, or the future. In terms of the past, Self-talk can be like reconciling what you said or what you did in your own mind. For example, this has probably happened to you. After you have an argument with someone, it could be your partner, your coworker, or even a stranger. You know how you recreate the argument in your mind? I can't believe he said that. Or I wish I'd thought of telling her something. Ugh! You know that dialogue in your head? That is self-talk. Self-talk can also be absolutely in the present, maybe particularly when you're feeling self-conscious, maybe when you're at an event. Do you remember the ABCDEs of communication that I shared in episode number 24? Thinking about the ABCDEs would be a great example of present-focused self-talk. But self-talk can also be future-oriented. In fact, it can be a powerful tool when you think about and plan for your future success. One of the main reasons why it's so important to pay attention to self-talk is because it can be positive and productive, or it can be negative and self-defeating. Your self-talk has significant consequences. 
Generally, we can think about two main goals when it comes to self-talk. First, we want to become more aware and more mindful of our self-talk. And second, we want to try to make it more positive. There's more and more research about the power of positive self-talk. I'm sure you've heard or read about this, even if just anecdotally. Being positive or optimistic is an example of a mindset that we can and should seek. When I was doing the research for this episode on self-talk, I kept coming across a few specific mindsets that I want to share with you. Of course, there are many mindsets, but here are five that I read about repeatedly and that I think can really help us with our self-talk. They are optimism, perseverance, self-control, focusing on relationships, and last, being grateful. First, optimism. Optimism as in preparing yourself for success, as in looking on the bright side, and as in embracing adversity. People who are optimistic are happier. That's almost tautological, isn't it? But research shows that optimism is also a predictor of success. One meta-analysis that I found, a summary of all of the relevant research, showed that specifically being optimistic is most strongly correlated with positive coping strategies. I also came across something in my research called the adversity quotient. It's about not just being optimistic, but actually embracing adversity. We heard all about this from Tosca Reno in the recent Resilience episode. The adversity quotient refers to the way in which people respond to challenges. Research demonstrates that people who are primed to deal with adversity handle it better than others. That means that people who have resilient strategies top of mind, including an optimistic mindset, a healthy lifestyle, and other strategies and tactics, can overcome adversity. How about this fact about having an optimistic mindset? Being optimistic, having a positive outlook, can also improve your physical health and longevity. Optimism is correlated with heart health, blood pressure, and recovery from surgery. I included a link in the show notes to a summary from Harvard Health about the research between optimism and several positive health outcomes. Yes, people, this is mind over matter. Your optimism can affect your health and your longevity. So, there's optimism. That's an important mindset. The second mindset to consider with our self-talk is perseverance, or grit. If you haven't read Angela Duckworth's book, Grit, you've probably heard of it. She describes how a combination of passion and perseverance contribute to grit. Perseverance is also referred to as mental strength. It's less innate and more a result of practice. And that is great news for all of us. Practice makes perfect. You can practice your mental strength or perseverance. The message here is that when we work at things, we will succeed. It's not that the work is easy, but rather it will pay off. Hey, did you see how I did that? I combine perseverance and optimism. Okay, okay. So we've got optimism and perseverance. The third mindset to consider in our quest to optimize our self-talk is self-control or delaying gratification. Have you heard of the marshmallow experiments? In 1972, Stanford professor Walter Michel did a study where he sat some kids down in a room and he gave them each a marshmallow. He told them that he was going to leave, and when he came back, if they didn't eat the marshmallow, he would give them a second one. Of course, some kids ate the marshmallow. But others waited 
and then they later received a second marshmallow. They demonstrated self-control, and they delayed their gratification. The differences between the kids who ate the marshmallow and those who didn't were staggering. You definitely want to be one of the kids who demonstrated self-control. The kids who were willing to wait for the second marshmallow ended up with higher SAT scores and other academic achievements, lower levels of substance abuse, lower rates of obesity, and they're better able to handle stress, amongst other things. So the next time you're trying to exercise some self-control, say you're trying to minimize your food intake or you're considering watching TV instead of going to work on an important presentation, remember those kids and their marshmallows and the incredible differences that self-control can make. Beyond the obvious, it's more than just an extra marshmallow or a smaller waistline or a well-prepared presentation. Use your self-control. So now we have optimism, perseverance or grit, and self-control. The fourth mindset is focusing on relationships. In all the research I did, I kept reading about how focusing on relationships is what makes a difference in people's quality of life. It's about people, not things. It's the relationships that matter. That sounds right, doesn't it? We've all heard about when people are on their deathbeds. They're consumed with thoughts about relationships, family members, and close friends, not tangible things. The focus is on people. So when it comes to mindset, we should seek to ensure that most of our self-talk is about our relationships, not about our things. On to the fifth mindset. We've covered optimism, perseverance, self-control, and relationships. The fifth is being grateful, being thankful, appreciating things. We heard a bit about this from Tosca Reno in the most recent episode, and she has lots more to share on gratitude in the next episode. Gratefulness, or specifically practicing gratitude, is also one of the five things that we can do right now to improve our self-talk. Nice transition, right? Moving on to the five things that we can do right now to optimize our self-talk. The first is practicing gratitude. What does that mean? Well, one paper that I read defined gratitude as appreciating the positive aspects in life. There are several tactics that you can try to make this happen. Start simply by using the word grateful. Hey, I am grateful for the fact that you're listening to this podcast. You can also be grateful by looking for gifts. Look for pleasant surprises in your everyday life. And you can also consider the absence of a person or a situation. What would you miss if that person or that situation was absent? What benefits do they provide? You can also try journaling about what you're grateful for. And journaling is actually the second thing that we can do right now to improve our self-talk. Journaling is simply writing things down, sharing your thoughts with yourself, keeping a diary of some form. Personally, I started doing this several years ago. I was inspired by some research that I read that concluded that people's life satisfaction increases when they write what they're grateful for on a regular basis. So I started writing three to five things that I was grateful for each day. When I read that journal now, it's actually a wonderful diary. A few pointers if you want to start doing this. The things that you're grateful for can be trivial, like, I'm grateful that it was a sunny day, or they can be significant. I am grateful that my partner has my back. The things you're grateful for should also be as specific as possible. And you can try journaling when you're in bed in the morning. And that brings me to the third thing that we can do right now to improve our self-talk. Focus on what you're doing in the morning. 
You know the saying, early to bed, early to rise, makes you healthy, wealthy, and wise? Well, there might be something to it. Just what are those people doing so early in the morning? What you do first thing can set the tone for the rest of the day. So why not start with positive self-talk first thing in the morning? Maybe try journaling or meditating. Or you could develop a mantra. And that's the fourth thing that you can do right now to improve your self-talk. Do you remember the old Kellogg's Frosted Flake commercials on TV where the iconic Tony the Tiger sang, it's gonna be a great day? Okay, sorry, I'll try not to sing. You could start there. Just a suggestion, it's gonna be a great day. Try to find something short and simple, but meaningful. Something that resonates with you and inspires you. Say it first thing in the morning and repeat it as often as you can. Thinking about your mantra is a great habit to develop. You might want to write it at the top of your to-do list or print it and post it somewhere where you'll see it. Maybe stick it in your wallet. You could also do what Tosca Reno did. She had her mantra tattooed on her wrist. You'll hear all about that next week. And yes, I took a photo of the tattoo so you can see it for real. The fifth thing you can do right now is watch your self-talk language. Hey, this is Talk About Talk. We have to watch our words, right? If you ever took a psychology class at university, you might remember attribution theory. It's about what or to whom do we attribute things, including positive and negative outcomes. It explains how people like to take credit for positive outcomes and blame others or blame external forces for negative outcomes. Research also shows that pessimists generally take the blame for bad news. You know, oh, it's me, it's my fault while the optimist is less likely to take the blame for negative events. Instead, optimists tend to give themselves credit for good news. Now, of course, we need to be realistic here, but we should try to take credit for positive outcomes. We should also try to be very careful, mindful about the words we use. Not, I should, but rather, I will. Not, I'll try, but rather, I will. And not, I can't, but... I can. This last one is courtesy of Tosca Reno. She advises that we say and think the words, I can. The words in your head can be incredibly powerful. Wow, that went by quickly. We summarized five mindsets that we should seek and five things that we can all do right now to improve our self-talk. Do you remember the five mindsets? They are optimism, perseverance, self-control, focusing on relationships, and last, being grateful. And the five things that we can do right now to improve our self-talk, we can practice gratitude, we can start journaling, we can focus on what we do first thing in the morning, we can develop a mantra, and we should all watch our language. I've created a summary of these five self-talk mindsets and the five things we can do right now to improve our self-talk. It's posted under show notes and transcripts on the podcast page of the Talk About Talk website. I hope you'll check it out. I also hope that you'll sign up for the Talk About Talk weekly email blog while you're there. If you have any comments about this episode, I would love to hear them. Please email me at andrea at talkabouttalk.com or connect with me through the website or on social media. 
Next week, we'll be back with the third and final episode focusing on self-talk. Once again, the Eat Clean founder and master wellness coach, Tosca Reno, will be with us, sharing her expertise on positive self-talk and the three E's of wellness. I can't wait for you to hear Tosca's first-hand advice on how to keep it positive. That's it. I hope you have a great week. Talk soon. Talk soon.